Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 146 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron, and I'm thrilled that you're here with me today. Today, we are talking to the magnificent Jen Loudon. Jen Loudon, if you follow Joanna Penn's podcast, The Creative Pen, she was just on it. Um, I've been a fan of Jen for a long time now, and I really believe that she's one of the most inspiring speakers in the field of creativity and self-care. So stick around for that. Uh, she's so lovely. In a personal update around here, you can hear that I'm sick. For some reason, since I left my day job, I think I was always working with moms of small children, and I got a lot of uh, you know, secondhand cooties that way and managed to keep my immune system high and I never got colds. And since I've gone full time three and a half years ago, I really get more colds than I ever used to. So this one, uh, is a wicked, wicked summer, I guess, early fall cold that's been going around the Bay area and I've got it. So I will not subject you to the sound of my voice for as long as I normally do, but all is going well around here. I am working hard on something I cannot talk about. So that is good. Hate to do that, so I won't talk about that anymore. Uh, I wanted to thank new patrons and returning patron, Lefty Albay. Lefty, love ya. Thank you so, so, so much. Means the world. And Mel Climo. Mel, you're familiar to me too. So I love to see old patrons who maybe weren't around for a while come back and then go. And I always mean to say this around my Patreon. Um, and it's always true. I love your support. It means the difference between me being here, able to do this and having to get a part-time job. That's how important Patreon is to me. However, when people's finances change and they can no longer help support me, there is literally 0% of me that minds when they go away at all. 0%. I'm happy. Uh, because I can only, it's just generosity. All I get to do is be grateful for it. And I am. So, oh goodness though, I will mention that it's been a terribly busy week around here. I think since the last time I talked, my cat has gone into kidney failure and we've, um, speaking of money, dropped several thousand dollars on him. He's doing really well. So in a way that the vet doesn't really understand and it's great. And we've been spending a lot of time cuddling today and yesterday since we're both kind of on the couch. So that's been great to be able to just be around him and spend time around this wonderful little cat named Willie, who is a badass and my little companion. So that has been good. Otherwise, let's just jump into the show with Jen. I will have a longer update for you next week when I know that I will feel better. Enjoy the show with Jen and happy writing to you. I really love it when you reach out and tell me how you're doing. Also in all of the show notes, there is always a place to join my Slack channel for writers called Onward Writer. Please go over and click that link to join the Slack channel. There's some good conversations happening over there. It's a good place to look for beta readers. It's a good place to talk about your writing. I would love to have you. So join that, please. It's always free and it's always fun. So happy writing. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, you're a writer. 
Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well, I could not be more pleased today to welcome onto the show Jennifer Loudon. Hello, Jennifer. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here on this warm afternoon. We'll spend a little time sweating together. Yeah, let's let's do it. It'll bring out our emotions. Let me give you a little bit of a bio here before we jump into it. Jennifer Loudon is a personal growth pioneer who helped launch the concept of self-care with her first best-selling book, The Woman's Comfort Book. Since then, she's written six additional books on well-being and whole living with a million copies of her books in print in nine languages. Jennifer has spoken around the U.S., Canada, and Europe and has written a national magazine column for Martha Stewart magazine. Plus, she's been profiled or quoted in dozens of major magazines. Two of Brene Brown's books, Daring Greatly and Dare to Lead, has appeared on TV, radio shows, podcasts, and even on Oprah. She's been teaching women's writing and self-care retreats since 1992 and creating vibrant online communities and innovative learning experiences since 2000. She married the love of her life at 50 and is profoundly proud to be mom to Lillian and bonus mom to Aiden. <laughs> Welcome. I literally cannot remember where I found you or where I got onto your email newsletter list, but it's, it's so inspiring to me. And I actually took um, one of your all-day um, virtual retreats virtual just because I wanted to see what happened. And it was beautiful. You oh, created Christ. such a beautiful, warm environment. And I so thoroughly enjoyed being there. And oh, great. That's, that's so what gave here. me the, 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 the bravery to approach you and ask you to be on the show because I really just admire what you're doing. Um, but this show is about process. Mm, and it's all about process, knowing your process, knowing your process, finding it out, uncovering it, which takes years and years and years and is always changing, I think, and shifting. Mm -hmm. So I would love to know about your writing process now, what it looks like, and maybe what it was when you first started, what has changed in there? Oh, well, I think the thing that has changed, the biggest, most important thing is that I have a much more realistic process and I know how to work with my mind a million times better. So when I first started writing, I was, I mean, I started writing in high school. I wrote in college. I pursued screenwriting after college, studied screenwriting in college. And I was a tortured writer. I believed all the myths about writing should just come. If you didn't write easily and naturally, you weren't really a writer. It was my greatest fear that I wasn't really a writer. Um, that, you know, that you should just be able to sit down without any kind of pre-thinking or planning and just pound it out. And those kind of thoughts real and beliefs, I should say, really, really got me stuck. Where did we get those? Well, I mean, I thought about that a lot because in addition to the virtual retreats, I've been leading in-person writing retreats and I work with writers one-on-one in addition to everything else. And I think it's because of literacy being such a big deal because we have to remember that within our lifetime, like my, my extended family, there were people there who barely graduated sixth grade, mm-hmm. right? So literacy was power. And then if we go back just a few generations, more owning a book, going to school, all of those things weren't guaranteed. And they were often for the elite. And then go back a few generations more, they certainly were for the elite reading right. and writing, you know, and then if we add race and being a woman into that. So I think some of that is rooted in some of those cultural stories without us knowing it. I also think 
that writing has a mystique, being a writer has a mystique around it, which is hysterical to me. I mean, I'm sorry if you ever watched somebody write. It's about as interesting as watching paint dry. <laughs> We're in our yoga pants. We are, there's right. no makeup happening. Yeah, there's just, yeah. I'm in this little room. <laughs> Maybe I dance to some music. Um, so for some reason, there's a lot of baggage. And one of the things that I'll do in my longer retreats is sort of unpack that. We do an exercise around it and start for people to start to look at what is the baggage that I carry around this label of writer or painter or artist or creative, you name it. And what is it about this that I need to pay attention to as part of my process? Because those stories, beliefs, cultural uh, imprints are part of our self-concept. And when our self-concept is threatened, then we go into fight, flight, or freeze, and all without our awareness. <laughs> Speaking of that, could you go into a little bit about um, the emotional uh, immune system that you wrote about this week? Because yeah. that was fascinating to me, and I think yeah. it's I think it's linked. So um, an emotional immune system is a term I came up with, but it's based on I the work it. of Lisa Leahy and Bob Keegan at Harvard and a whole system that they have around um, – looking at what they just call your, I believe they just call it your immune system. Um, and that the idea is that we are constructed in a way through our nervous system and through our brain to stay defended. And this is one of the most brilliant ideas that I learned from them. We're not afraid of change. Their whole thing is change management. We're not, we're not self-sabotaging. We're not undisciplined. We don't have, okay, we may have bad habits, but the reason why we have bad habits is because our emotional immune system, our brain, our nervous system, our self-concept, all of these different layers are all about keeping us defended because at some level in our little bodies and brains, we know that we could die any minute and we don't want to. <laughs> we know that a meteor could drop right now on us and we know that the giant super volcano under Yellowstone could explode. We know that we could have cancer right now and not even know it. We, we, this is a fact and we like to get away from it so we can get on with our business. So when we do anything that is outside of what is, we get kind of say safe, kind of comfortable, but really the word they use that I love is defended. We feel defended. I feel defended when I'm checking email. I know how to do that. I know how to answer my clients. I know how to answer my assistant. I know how to respond. I don't know how to respond if I look at my document that I'm writing on and have not done any thinking or planning and expect myself to go in and start writing a new scene in a, in a novel or, you know. And so then I go back to what's defended. Which is um, looking at email and doing all right, the, those or, busy work tasks. Right. I love that. Or I love eating crunchy snacks. I like Netflix. Yeah. Netflix, I, right. I'm very good at Netflix. I'm pretty much amazed at how much stress eating I've been doing in the, in the last week as I finished my book. Oh, congratulations. Um, yeah. I have one more pass at it, but, uh, and I haven't had that behavior in a long time. Oh my God. Pickles and crackers and cake and, Oh my, I'm like, okay, your pants are getting tight. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I know. Let's see how we can, you know, and start trying to use my own tools. Yeah, there is something though about like the blood glucose, the, the, the glucose in the brain dropping when you're thinking that hard and your brain is screaming, it's, a, it's an emergency. Give me sure. a lollipop. Sure. But what I love <laughs> that emotional immune system, it just hit, hit home so much that, so much so that I, I forwarded your message on to my wife and I just wanted to share this with you. She wrote oh, back, she wrote back, I have emotional allergies. I need some emotional Claritin and maybe an emotional neti pot. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I 
brilliant. Oh my God. So I wanted to share that with that you. That is so Okay, great. so, but what is your writing process now? Do you wake up and roll over to the computer or do you get there around noon or what What does that oh, look God, like? No, no I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a morning writer. I taught myself to be a morning writer when my daughter was born. She's 25 now. And um, I was always, uh, oh, everything has to be just perfect. And, you know, and I, oh, I'll just tell you. Oh. Then it was like, I have two hours to write while she, like I would nurse her. I would run her down the hill to my parents. They were, they, they lived near us for a while to help at the, in the early stages. Those first few months I would drop her off. I would run back up the hill in the car, right, 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 right. My milk would come in. I would pump while I was eating lunch with the other hand. I would write, right, right, right. My milk would come in and I knew where to have to go down the hill to get her. And she would be waking up from her nap. That taught me I could write anywhere, anytime. Wow. And it's, and I finished a book. I was the pregnant woman's comfort book. I finished that book. Um, sleep deprived. I'm not even knowing I had terrible postpartum depression because um, I, I, yeah, I was writing about it. How interesting that you were writing a comfort book. I was writing a comfort book. I was writing about postpartum depression and it wasn't occurring to me because the way it showed up for me was anxiety mm -hmm. and that research wasn't well developed then. Mm -hmm. um, now we know so much more about it, thank God, because it's so common and so awful. So I think my writing process now, um, when I'm in the drafting stage, is very different than the editing stage for me. I am not a happy drafter. I am not I'm either. I, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm like, mm -hmm. these people are like, are you writing practice? And I fill notebooks. I'm like, really? <laughs> I have to all write. revision. Yeah, I'm all about revision. Revision really makes me happy and joyful. So drafting means, I think the most important things for me are to know what I'm going to write the next day. And this is what I'm always telling my writers that I work with. What am I actually going to work on the next day? And it has to be clear enough to me. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else that that I'm ready to go. And then I have it up on my big computer here. I have freedom, um, internet blocking software program so that there's nothing here that can drag me away. Um, and then my habit when I'm drafting, uh, is to, I will check my email on my, uh, desktop, uh, my laptop, which is downstairs in the kitchen, but I don't allow myself to have coffee until I, I'm ready to come here and I'm not going to do very much without coffee in the morning. That's a genius hack. That's yeah. Really yeah. So, I'm, I, so I, I used to make myself stand up and then I was like, no, 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 just no coffee. And when I'm really in a groove, then I will get up. I'll, you know, do the water and put on, you know, clothes and all that, put on clothes and then I'll go meditate. Then I'll check email, see if there's any emergencies with my team, and then I'll make my latte. And that's the trigger to come upstairs where there's no way out, right? right. And whatever I'm going to start is right here. So that kind of discipline I really need in drafting because I'll do anything I can to wiggle out. When I'm editing, I don't need freedom. I don't need a, a ritual. I don't need a habit. I could do a half an hour worth of busy work or responding to things, click off a few things be almost done with my latte and then be like, hey, I get at it. I mean, it's pleasurable for me. That's exactly the same way I am. And I yeah. love hearing other people say that. Yeah. What is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? Oh, um, I'm, I have learning disabilities. So my biggest challenge is, um, I would call it a lot of different things, but we might call it structure, organization, flow of ideas. So I'll give you an idea with this book that comes out in May, Why Bother?, uh, we're working on different subtitles, discover the desire for what's next. I think that's the subtitle we're going. It might be discover your desire for what's next. We haven't quite decided yet. We're waiting for the book reps to come back and say what, what they vote for. Um, so in that 
I use Scrivener. I'm a big Scrivener fan. And I did lots. I almost wrote it like little short essays that were mm-hmm. grouped by these, uh, by these phases or stages of this process that I came up with. How you go from law, the, what I call the dark side or the blah side or the leth- lethargic side of why bother to that. Why bother? What indeed do I bother about? And what do I want to bother? And what don't I want to bother about? And really finding that desire to animate yourself again into what's next. And so, but when I actually gave it to beta readers after the second draft, um, they, four different beta readers, and two came back and were basically like, it's not working for me this way. And one of them was very much in her own why bother process, which I didn't know. And she's like, I need to feel more held. I need to feel more like, and then this is happens and this happens. So that was a challenge for me. Writing it in the little essays really worked for my kind of brain. And putting it together in a flow was was really a lot more difficult. But I got there. I got there. In fact, I almost did too much of it. And I, I took some of it out on this draft. And then we're going to make it web extras for people. Because I it's a self-help book, but it's very much a, a memoir as well. I cannot wait to read it, oh, by the way. Oh, my God. I have a little vulnerability hangover. Uh, I was so I was finishing. So this must be about two or three days ago. And I was really like, I've been stress eating, as I said, pretty unusual for me, like just grumpy, having a cocktail almost every night. Also unusual for me. I don't usually drink during the week. Um, and I just hit me like I, I talk about slow on the uptake. There's a shit ton of me in this book. And I talk about really big, dark stuff and. I think it just hit me that people I know, I don't, people I don't know, fine. I don't care what you know about me, but my, my friends and my neighbors and a little bit of my family that's left. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> what have I done? Isn't I got, it good that you kept it from yourself though until that point? Good job. I might have been, but here's the hysterical thing. I spent four years and 500 pages writing a lot of this as a memoir that didn't work. And I didn't have that feeling for four years, nor in the last seven months where I found this whole new structure and then pulled things out that, that fit that structure. So you talk about being clueless to yourself. Yes. I love that. I, there's always surprises to find there's out about always, ourselves. Right? We, we have no always. idea why we do what we do. Almost everything we, is unconscious, right? And I, and I think that's delicious. What is your biggest joy when it comes to writing? Um. You know, I was really impressed as I was writing this, uh, doing this fourth, third, fourth draft, fourth draft, I guess, whatever, I've lost track, but with my editor's comments. And I was really impressed by my scenes. And, you know, I've had a long, I, I have a fiction background, and but I've yet to successfully write a novel. And I'm like, I wonder if you could really do it. I'm like, there's these, but then I thought these scenes took me years to write. <laughs> we would have to do it a little more quickly. Um, but maybe if we were writing about ourselves, it would be easier. So I was really impressed by that. That was joyful for me to read. Yeah. And I think it was joyful for me to write. I think I do love that sensory building out a word, finding the right details that really reveal action, reveal character. Uh, I love it when I come up with a zinger, you know, like life does, life never gives up on you. You give up on life. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> Tweet that. <laughs> Which you should. Which yeah, is, well, when the book comes out. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, exactly. Um, yeah. And again, I love re- revising. I love, and you know what was so cool? Cause I haven't finished a book in so many years. So many books flop on me. 
or that I flopped on them. But to, to leave Scrivener and put it in Word, because once you're getting your editor's comments, you don't want to go back to Scrivener. That would be yeah. So, and, and everything I hate about Word, which is one continuous flow, becomes fantastic mm. at the end because you're like, oh, I need to bring that forward. Oh, I need to, oh, that, that little, it was like, it was like, I don't sew, but I imagine it was like sewing or, you know, something it's like very. Like a dance too. Yeah, it was really fun. I really enjoyed that. Can you share a craft tip of any kind that has helped you along in your writing? I think that idea of salient, surprising detail, and this is true, you know, for, for fiction and memoir more, but clearly we can use it in, in I'm writing a self-help book. And what I see a lot of times with the writers I work with, when they get the ideas in through detail, they just pile it on, you know, and I've certainly done that too. More is better. I'll give them a smell. I'll give them a taste. I'll right. give them a my spine. Oh, God, I've done that. But really thinking, what are the details? We don't need to tell them anything that is obvious. I don't need to tell them what a chair looks like if that chair isn't the iron throne. Or the right? grass is green as they to curl their toes into it. We probably exactly or wet or cool yeah. or unless it's in so that 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 I love teaching that and I love thinking about it because it's really hard. It is really hard, but when you come up with those salient, surprising details, it's it's so wonderful. It is. I'm editing um, uh, book coaching a gal, a small group of people right now in a nonfiction mastermind. She's writing a memoir about three pilgrimages, two pilgrimages she did in an illness uh, in between these pilgrimages in Japan. And she is a really good writer and she has all these beautiful details. About, and she's a, a food person, like a super gourmet food person. So she has all these details about the meals. And, and I'm like, I love all this. And you're just going to have to bring it back. You have to bring you know, and so it's fine. That's easy to do because there's lots to choose from. And there's a travel uh, food aspect to the book that I think will really appeal to people. So I don't want to bring it back too much, but. I'm reading her work and salient details, surprising salient detail. Yeah. And it's always easier to overwrite and pull back later. Because, yeah. you, know, you know, that's yeah. rather than having to shut do. I'm not an overwriter. I, I am. Oh, God, I am. <laughs> but it was. And then the other thing I see in students, and this isn't quite as true for me, but, but I see a lot of summary, a lot of kind of writing it like it's a blog post, writing it, and I'm like, you got to slow it down. you got to take me in there. You know, we want to be inside that moment with you. That's yeah. when it gets interesting. The more specific it is, the more universal it is. Right. I want to live that through. Yeah. Yeah. What thing in your life affects your writing in a surprising way? Uh, if I eat too much sugar or, or drink too much alcohol, I, my mind is a mush. And if I do it for two or three days in a row, I, I get anxiety. I get a migraine if I eat too much yeah. sugar in a row and I don't drink it all anymore. Yeah, I, I need to get to that place. I'm still a social drinker. Like last night, we had card night uh, with girlfriends. I had one drink. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm Girl, good. if you can do that, I'm an alcoholic. So yeah. <laughs> I okay. had to just cut it out. Yeah, if you yeah. can be a social I, drinker, I, I, I ride that. Alcoholism when I was young, but yeah. yeah, so I can I can quit. But I think like why even one drink? You know, it's still that social pull. You know. What an interesting phrase, flirting with alcoholism, too. That's, yeah. There's a book in there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as a young, a disturbed young woman who was finding her way, I definitely drank too much. It's a good it's a good number. Yeah. Yeah. What is the best book you've read recently? And why did you Overstory by Richard Powers. I just finished it last night. What's the title of it? Overstory. Overstory. And what is it about? It is about the fact that we have completely fucked ourselves as a species, but the trees could save us. Really? It is. 
unbelievably. The, the, the first half of that book is one of the best books I've ever read. The second half, I'm not as sure about. I may have to go back and read it again because in the last quarter, I was like, I'm not sure about this, but I also, I may not have read it carefully enough. Sometimes I'm, I read too quickly. Will um, it make me want to kill myself? Like, no, 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 no. Okay. There's a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of hope. Um, there's so much hope because of the trees and it's talk about sensual prose. Oh my God. Oh, thank you. I hadn't heard anything about yeah. it. I'll yeah. grab it. Yeah. You'll love it. Speaking and of. Don't, that's okay. Because you know how people say they love a book and then you don't love it. You never have to tell me that. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very easy about books. If it's good, I love it. If it's not, I don't read it. I stop reading it. That's nice. I could be a chapter from the end and go, nah, you lost me. I just read before that a Half a Yellow Sun. I cannot pronounce the Nigerian author's last I know last the name. cover. Right. Yeah. She wrote Americana. Yes. Um, and Shimama, I had, Shimamanda. Uh, we'll try. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> effort there and I had put off reading it for so many years because it's pretty it's 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 pretty harrowing um it's about Biafra and their two and a half years of of existence um and then I picked up I was going to pick up Kate Atkinson's new book afterwards and it starts with I know but it started with people being women look like they're going to be sold and and I'm like I can't read that after half a yellow sun gotta wait a while I got and then I picked up overstory and read that I'm like okay I think I need to read a fantasy next (laughs) (laughs) Really, I love fantasy. You really need something very, very yeah, cheerful and lightweight. Early books that you read in a day, and you're like, okay, I don't even remember that, but that was fine. Palette cleanser. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah, it's a palette cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of writing and books, tell us where we can find you. I would love to know. Um, I would love you to plug your newsletter, which I really love. This is only these are only writers who listen to the show. So tell us about that part of your life. Sure. So I work basically with two groups of people, um, and that'll and that'll lately in the last few years it's been primarily writers. But with the new book, it'll it'll broaden out. So it'll be people who are in their why bother phase and getting help around that. Um, that'll be starting mid next year. Um, and then I work with general creatives from time to time, um, and you know, in the issues of how do I work? Just the same thing you do. How do I work better? How do I get past my fear? How do I expand my emotional immune system? And then I work specifically uh, with writers on my retreats. Uh, a couple of my, we're changing retreats up next year, but there'll still be three, I think, that are writing sp- specific and the virtual retreats as well. And then uh, a nonfiction writer's mastermind. Um, and the only way that we talk about any of that is through my email list. And we're not super salesy. We don't, you know, we're very respectful of your energy. You are not too salesy at all. I'm, I'm super oh, sensitive to that. And I'm, I'm good on the unsubscribe button. And okay. I've, never, I've never come close. Good, so. good, good, good. <laughs> and then my newsletter is sometimes very writing specific and sometimes more life specific. I wrote last month, I think I wrote about, you know, being a mom of a daughter who lives three hours away from me by plane. Um, so it can be very personal. I write about my own creative process. And uh, yeah. And, and, where, and where can they find that? Oh, that's Jennifer Loudon, L-O-U-D as in dog, E-N.com. Since our dogs are both beside us. And there's a great freebie when you sign up for the newsletter. Right now, actually, on the on the website, there's a fear style quiz that kind of goes with this emotional immune system that's really fun. And you get a fear report that's tailored to your fear style. So I'm really proud of that. I and haven't that, done that yet. I'm going to have yeah, to really cool. If you go to the website, it pops up. And if you don't want that, you can just unpop it and you can sign up and you get a great ebook that I wrote that's all about getting unstuck. Um, and I'm really proud of that too. So there's a couple of free things for you right there. 
I, <laughs> I want to thank you for all the work you do for everybody. Well, I you. have just gotten so much out of you and from you. And oh, thank so, you so much. Thank really you. I'm just very happy to share you with my listenership. And I hope that you also get to be in touch with them in the same way. I so, love that. I'm I, so grateful for this chance. Thank you. And I can't wait for why bother. Yay, me Yay. Yay! All right, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And we'll be in touch and happy writing to you. You Happy writing to you too. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.